Hey guys, welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle. This is James Cox and we are in part two. This is episode number 64 with Damon West. But I wanna make sure uh, that you go back and check out uh, part one, episode number 63. Such great content and the stories that you're about to hear in this episode are amazing. So check it out, guys. So man, you were broken. I mean, empty, but through that, you were able to feel yourself and that's when you were then after able to help other people because broke can't fix broke right no you and can't give what you don't yeah, have yeah, yeah yeah and that's what you're doing now um, so what all you have going on now I mean the speaking the books I have a couple here and you have more than that man these are great the coffee bean how to be a coffee bean yeah um, I, what's the other one the change uh, the change agent yeah, that's my autobiography that's the one we're trying to turn into a Netflix limited or not Netflix but a, a television series uh, we just met with Hulu yesterday, so we got a whole okay. team. The screenwriter on the on the project is a guy named David Aaron Cohen. David Aaron Cohen, he wrote uh, Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. He wrote American Underdog, the Kurt Warner movie. So, um, great screenwriter. Uh, Dak Prescott is my partner in the okay, deal. Okay, My friend right. and partner. I was at Dak's house yesterday. Not well, nice. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So, while we did the the whole pitch for Hulu, you know, was, we did it at Dak's house. Uh, Lionsgate is the studio on board. Eric Tannenbaum. Is a producer, and Eric Tannenbaum had a really good TV series at one time called three, uh, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was around for a while. It was huh? around for a while. It was really good, man. <laughs> E.T. is a good guy. But um, but what we're doing is showing the story about what's possible in life, about a guy that had it all, lost it all, and like dropped down to the most base form a human being could be inside of one of the most dangerous environments there is, but was able to come back better, the better version of himself, the best version of himself ever, and now I'm out there sharing that story and that message of the coffee bean with that story to audiences all over the globe because it shows what's possible. And people are always like looking for inspiration. We all yeah. look for inspiration. And there's not many stories like mine that have, you know, you have the inspirational element, but you also have the, the story around it, of the element of danger involved with the world that I had to go into. I mean, I got dropped off in a maximum security level five prison. Level five is the highest security level there is. But I grew more in that seven years that I was locked up than I did the first 32 years that I was on earth, you know? And that's the power, the transformational power of the message of the coffee bean. Because the coffee bean is about choosing to be positive. When everything's going wrong around you, you'd make the choice to be positive because your positivity not only can change the world around it, but it can change you too. Because when you're positive, you know, you think better, you look better, you feel better, you know, you have more energy. Um, that's contagious, by the way, good or bad. You either infect the room you walk into with your negative energy or you affect the room right. with your negative energy. So the coffee bean in my story that's wrapped around it, it's something audiences, corporate audiences, you know, athletic teams, they want to hear that because everybody struggles with adversity. But it's how do you turn adversity into opportunity? And that is a mindset. Your thinking is so important. And what I'm trying to do is work on the way people think because mm -hmm. you have the power inside your mind to overcome anything. But you have to first believe in, believe in yourself that you can do it. And growth follows belief. You know, no one's going to no one's going to believe in you until you believe in yourself. And mm -hmm. that is is when you can grow and growth is going to be an uncomfortable thing because it takes place outside your comfort zone my story the most uncomfortable you know outside your comfort zone story there is a maximum security prison most people look i talk to people all over the world 
the most people's biggest fear is going to prison. You know, it, 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 there's a good yeah, reason yeah. why. It's a well, very no dangerous, scary. Yeah. yeah, you've given up your freedom. But the story, the story is proof that if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I love the story. I know it's, it's helped me, and those are easy enough things to remember, you know. I mean, be a coffee bean, and then when you understand what that, it may be a simple thing that you've heard before that just will, will, will spark your mindset, you know. Slap yourself a little bit and say, all right, get out of that way of thinking, that stinking thinking, right, and find some gratitude, the silver lining, and uh, go make those changes. So, well, you're doing amazing things, man. I, I want to be respectful of your time because I appreciate you being here, and I know you have some other events to get to here in Abilene. Um, so if you wanted to close, like any, you know, good words of wisdom, advice. Again, we got martial artists, non-martial artists. We're, we're all human, and we all make those mistakes. We all need a little bit of that, that spark, as well as let us know how we can support you, Damon, and how we can find you. Yeah, so... You know, you can find me. We'll do it backwards. I'll tell you where you can find me. Then I got I got a closing story for you. And it's about your mindset because what I know about martial arts, it, a lot of it is your mindset, right? I mean, it's it's a mental thing. You, you know, it's it's physical. Obviously, it has to be physical. But Instagram, Twitter is at Damon West Seven. D A M O N W S T Seven. My website is DamonWest.org. That's how people find me for speaking engagements and you know. Just email the site, and we'll get back with you. Uh, same day kind of thing. But So here's the lesson about changing the way you think about stuff. I'm an addict, and I, I'm in a program recovery. I'm in AA. That's what I do. I go to my meetings all the time. I've got a sponsor. I go to my meetings. I work the steps. In a program recovery, we have tools to deal with our addiction because if I don't have a program recovery, James, I think I'd go back out to my addictions again. That's the thing about addicts, too. I, I, I truly believe that anybody has addiction issues. They have to have a program recovery, some, some group to work with, somebody to help them out with the way they think. My sponsor, when I got out of prison, uh, we'll call him Ray for the sake of anonymity. Ray told me, he said, I'll be your sponsor. And a sponsor is like a coach, like a mentor. And I think everybody in life needs a mentor. We need a coach. Everybody does. We all do. If Tom Brady needs a coach, you need a coach. Right. You know, if Michael Jordan needed a coach, you need a coach. If LeBron James needs a coach, yeah. you need a coach. Everyone needs to be coached. Everyone needs coaching. So my sponsor says, hey, look, I'll be your sponsor as long as you promise that you'll, if you ever have a thought of drinking or doing drugs, you'll call me. So, okay, cool. Because I haven't had a thought like that in years. You know, the last time I did a drug was July 30th, 2008, when a SWAT team came to get me in Dallas. You know, I can identify the day that I got sober because I brought I got brought in sobriety at gunpoint you know <laughs> I'm cruising through life after after prison um, 13 months out of prison I'm at a Christmas party with my friend and his wife my friend's wife is drinking a glass of wine and this glass of wine smells good mm. smells really good in fact I'm convinced I'm gonna go get one of those glasses of wine that night and have a thought and immediately the thought came in my head I'm like what am I doing I'm thinking about drinking a glass of wine oh yeah I remember what Ray said if I have a thought of drinking or doing drugs, I gotta call Ray. So I call, I leave the party, I go to the car, I call Ray, I told him what happened. And he's laughing at me. I'm like, dude, what, what are you laughing at? This is serious, man. I just, I, I had thought about, you know, drinking. He said, Damon, you're an addict and alcoholic. You're gonna have these thoughts the rest of your life. He said, the brain likes to repeat success. He said, this is what the brain does. It's called euphoric recall. It's when the brain forgets the bad times 
and just remembers the good. It's a defense mechanism that your brain has, not just addicts, but everybody. He said, did you ever have like a girlfriend you broke up with and it was so bad that you, you broke up, but like six months later, you know, <laughs> late at night, you're looking through your phone, you're thinking about calling her because, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Right, right, yes, right. it was. <laughs> you're just not thinking the right way right now, but it was that bad because you left, but your brain is remembering something else of a good time. And that's what you're, you're wanting to remember, the good time. He said, did you have fun ever when you were out there drinking and doing drugs? And he's, he's a former, he's a recovering addict too. He's like, I sure did. I was like, yeah, there were some times that I had a good. He said, yeah, that, that's what your brain's done. You've, you're far enough away from prison. You've forgotten how bad prison was. He said, so what we need to do now is understand why addicts think the way they do. He said, addicts have a three-part thought process. You have a thought that will become an obsession that will then become physical. The thought, drinking or doing drugs. If you keep that thought in your head, you'll obsess over it long enough until you put the drinks or the drugs in. He says, so the trick is, is that now that we have a thought in your head, let's get it out of your head. Let's talk about it. He says, so your first tool in your program recovery is to call somebody. Look for help from your sponsor, your coach, whoever it is. This is lessons for life, y'all. This is not just for addicts. Call somebody. Now that you've done that, what I'm going to do with you is I'm going to play the tape out all the way to the end. Now, this is what the coach, the sponsor is going to do in life. Like, hey, I'm thinking about making this decision. Okay. Let's see what this decision is going to take you past this moment right here. He said, so I want you to imagine you're back at that party and you're having that glass of wine. He said, are you drinking? I was like, okay, I'm drinking the wine. He said, good. Now that you're drinking the wine, what, you what do you really want to be drinking? What was your drink in the world when you were out there drinking? And I was like, bourbon. I was a bourbon guy, James. I love bourbon. He said, well, go drink bourbon. If Why do you want to drink wine if you want to drink bourbon? You really want to drink bourbon. Go drink bourbon. He said, now that you're drinking bourbon again, what drugs are you going to be doing? He said, because you're a drug guy, right? I was like, yeah. So I, if I'm drinking bourbon, I'm be doing cocaine. He said, well, good. He said, well, do some cocaine because now that you're drinking bourbon, cocaine and bourbon go together well. Do that. He said, but Damon, I remember your story. Your story wasn't about cocaine. What was the drug that did you? What was your drug of choice? I was like, meth. He said, that's right. Your story was about meth. He said, now smoke your meth because he said, that's what the wine, the bourbon, and the cocaine was telling you the whole time. You really want to do meth tonight you don't want a glass of wine you want meth because that was where your brain last was and wants to go back to he said so smoke your meth you smoking the meth i said yeah all right i'm smoking the meth he said good he said tell me how parole's going for you yeah. and i'm like man i didn't think about that he said yeah he said man he said when we're in our addictions we're inside of ourselves self we're, we're selfish we don't think about other people we don't think about other things you don't think about your family your kids your job your freedom and he said we give that all away he said, addicts give up their goals to meet their behaviors. And he said, focused people, driven and successful people, they'll give up bad behaviors to meet their goals. Mm. He said, but not an addict. He said, so now that you're out smoking meth again and, and parole, parole said, if you violated your parole, you go back to prison for the rest of your life, right? I was like, yeah. He said, so where are you now? I said, well, I'm on the prison bus. I'm chained up to another human being. I've destroyed my life and my family's life again. He said, yes, you have. He said, Damon, those bus rides are long. You're going to be starving by the time you get to prison. He said, uh, take your belongings to your cell, put them up, and get down to the chow hall, get you that last meal of the day. He said, what was the worst meal they served in prison? And I was like, man, without hesitation, I was like, pork noodle casserole. James, I don't even know what's in pork noodle casserole. <laughs> I do know. I, one time I was digging in my bowl of pork noodle casserole, 
and I came up with a pig ear. Oh, okay. A hairy pig ear with a yellow tag in it, man. Okay. <laughs> so that's port noodle casserole. He said, that's right. He said, so port noodle casserole. He said, now go down to the chow hall, get a big bowl of that port noodle casserole, sit down at that metal table, and wash that down with that glass of wine that you want to have tonight. Because that's where that glass of wine is going to take you. Mm. Back to the chow hall eating port noodle casserole. He said, do you understand it? Do you got it? I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. I got it. He said, good. He said, now. I want you to go back to the party and have a good time with your friends. And if you need me, call me again. <laughs> Hung up on me. I went back to the party. Because I got to play the tape out all the way to the end. Yeah. And if we would just do that in life, but we can't. Sometimes we need we need help. That's why I say it's so important to have a mentor, to have a coach, to have someone you can rely on, someone you can call. Because if you had someone like that and you call them and say, I'm thinking about doing this, they can walk you through it. Hey, yeah. let's see where this goes, where it plays out all the way to the end. One more. I got time for one more story? Mm, yes, sir. So, I guess. When I, I guess. No, go ahead. When I got to prison, um, it was when I first got there. My first cellmate was a guy, a little guy named Carlos, man, a little bank robber from San Antonio, serving 99 years, a bunch of bank jobs he did. Good guy, though, real good guy. And so Carlos and I are walking on the run one day, and I see a guy laying on his bunk. He's got a, he's got a, a pillow behind him, and there's a mouse that's like just like sleeping on the pillow next to him, just chilling, like like a like a pet would. Okay. Like, not going anywhere, not running, not chained up or anything, just hanging out of the pillow and I'm like Carlos man what's up with that so Carlos brings me back to the cell and he said stay away from the men who have mice and I'm like okay but why he said it's, it's the way they get the mice to obey them he said they do the same thing with humans mm. so he said this is what this is what they do it's called breaking a mouse so guys that want a pet mouse late at night when you turn the lights go off there's mice and roaches everywhere in prison it's dirty it's a dirty place Guy that wants to pet mouse, he's gonna take a potato chip bag, empty potato chip bag, and put peanut butter at the back of it. Leave it underneath his bunk. And when the mouse crawls into that bag and he hears the crinkling of the bag, he reaches down and he closes up the top of the bag, and now he's got this mouse running around the bottom of the chip bag. He takes the mouse a few steps over to the toilet that's inside the cell, because we all have a bunk beds, a desk, and a toilet. Takes the mouse out of the bag, he throws the mouse in the toilet, and drowns it. The mouse is trying to scratch to get out in that toilet bowl, but he can't. It's a metal toy. He can't get any purchase with his little feet. And eventually the mouse is going to give up to die and drown. And when that happens, the inmate is going to reach in, grab the mouse, pull him out, pet wow. him, blow on him, let him smell him, kiss him, love on him, take care of him. He's going to actually take him and feed him, give him water, let him rest for a little while. And then the next day he's going to take the mouse out and drown him again and go through the whole procedure and then save him again. And he's going to do that for a couple of weeks until the, until the point that the mouse stops seeing this person as their tormentor and starts seeing that hand that reaches in as his savior. Mm -hmm. And now the mouse is brainwashed. He's broken the mouse. The same thing happens in life in toxic relationships. You see people in toxic relationships yeah. all the time where someone's gaslighting them and they're the mouse, you know, everyone around them can see, Hey man, they're the one drowning you, not the one saving you, but that's what he told me. That was the illustration about stay mm -hmm. away from those guys that have the pet mice. Yeah. So, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. People will justify something, try to weigh it out. Yeah. There's a lot of bad, but, but I think there's more good than bad. Right. So that's, that's why we'll stay or That's why we'll do this. And you were, you had the picture painted to you of, of the end in mind and the consequences and, Man, that real 
uh, that real negativity that you were going to face. The wine didn't seem that uh, interesting anymore, huh? No, <laughs> no. The wine, the wine looked like the poison that it was. Yeah. Not just in, in, you know, in the poison of like, hey, you know, I don't need to put it in my body. But the fact that it, it's not going to, it's not going to stop there. Mm -hmm. The wine was just the gateway for yeah. something bigger, which was meth. And that's what I live with to this day. I mean, I'm a, I'm a recovering addict, man. I go to my meetings, uh, you know, work my steps. It's a one day at a time type deal. But the truth is, we all just have one day at a time, and you got to make the right choices today. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. you know. There's any, anybody out there that's struggling with stuff, and you're sitting there thinking, man, I just don't know if I can do it. You know, I don't know if I can make a change for you know the rest of my life. Don't worry about change for the rest of your life. Just change today, mm -hmm. you know, and get up tomorrow and just change for tomorrow. You know. There used to be a sign outside of Joe's Crab Shack, and it said "Free Crabs Tomorrow." Yeah, right, right. Right, <laughs> and every time you go, you can't get the free crabs because it always says "Free yeah. Crabs Tomorrow." Yeah, and so that's what I just tell people with their choices in life. You know, whatever it is, the behavior that you're—it's gambling, pornography, you know, the internet, Instagram, social media, shopping—you know, whatever it is you're addicted to, just don't do it for today. You know, and tell your—you can even tell yourself. I'll do that tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know? And every day if you get up and say, I'll do that tomorrow, then you'll be sober. Yeah. You'll be free of whatever it is that, that is haunting you or holding you back. Mm -hmm. Put off what you can, but do what you can now. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that, man. That's good. Yeah. Wow, so you had ACU speaking tonight, right? Oh, ACU yeah. tonight, yeah. Uh -huh. I was at Chike early in the day and then uh, got a rental car driving to Lubbock, speaking there tomorrow, and then... West Texas. Yeah, yeah it's windy. It's windy yeah. this week. It's windy here. here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. it's windy in Abilene today, yeah, man. Yeah. But I love Abilene, man. I, that podcast I did with Ed Milat hit Abilene harder than probably any other city I've been to in America. Yeah, I can see it's that. It's spread mm -hmm. throughout your city. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like there, there's a bunch of people in Abilene that have reached out and said, hey, man, I heard your podcast and Ed Milat, and it, you know, it changed my life or whatever. You know, there's no other city in America that many people reached out to me. Mm -hmm. So whatever's going on here it's a good energy yeah we have a vibe. good community man there's all kinds but um abilene's a good place good place for family and business and lots of things like that not too big not too small we can get to the big places in a couple hours if we want to yeah but, well man you're doing good things i bet it's uh it's 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 quite the accomplishment to hear when those lives are impacted and to get you know that that, that, that word back i spoke to a guy when i got done speaking at chike today this guy comes up to me afterwards shakes my hand he says hey i just want you to know that your books got me through prison i was like really he said yeah i just got out a few months ago and i read all your books my mom would send me your books because she heard about you and um your books changed the way i thought and that's the why i'm here today i was like man that's incredible bro mm -hmm. i mean that's a, you know that's when you know you're right where god needs you to be right right so. yeah you never know who you impact who impacts you you never know that one thing that one smile that one contact you know, because everyone's going through that story and that struggle. And yeah. And we just got to keep keep trying to do the right things, right? Keep Be being a coffee versions. bean. Keep being a coffee bean. Keep being a coffee yeah. bean, brother. Good. Well, Mr. West, once again, brother, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me, and we'll we'll push this, do what we can in our little way to support you. So, Man, I appreciate yeah. the opportunity to come on your show today, man. Thanks for wedging me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Well, I'm glad we did it. All yeah, right. Man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, James. Thanks Thank a lot, you, brother. Sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Follow all the other episodes. Check out our YouTube channel, James Cox Martial Arts.